myself over time and that is it is not always important for me to express my opinion and that's not a typical thing for a media person because what's more typical in today's media is how fast can I tell everybody what my opinion is how strong and dogmatic can I be on a subject and express in great detail what I think is right or what I think is wrong It has taken time and thought and introspection for me to get to a point where I realize expressing my opinion on things is not always that important. First off, sometimes I don't think people in the media have really thought through what is right or what is wrong. There is this need to fill the void of silence with voices and thoughts and opinions. And oftentimes, I don't think that some people have really drilled down into what is true. But with so many news sources and news outlets, there are so many things that get talked about so intensely, so quickly, but I'm reluctant to express my opinion about everything quickly for lots of different reasons. I think it's important to think and process and reserve your opinion. I mean, we've created a country where everyone feels like it's okay to say whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want, with no consideration for kindness or compassion or being cordial or courteous. It is not always the most important thing to say what you think about everything, but we've cultivated that. We've cultivated that with all of our TV stations and radio stations and shows like this. (laughs) So sometimes there are things in the news that everybody will be talking about and everybody's blogging about and everybody's got their two cents. And sometimes I just reserve comment because I think that things sometimes are too painful. You know, there's a particular family in the news right now and it's a very painful situation. It is difficult. And how could I or really you, express your opinion when you don't really know them. You don't really know the whole story. You know, I'm reluctant to cast stones. At the same time, I always have a pretty quick opinion. So my chosen default filter is to say, is it lovely? Do I really need to think about that? 
when things are dark and disturbing and really confusing and are painful, well, then my drilling more deeply into that subject, is that really going to help anybody? There are so many voices. I don't want to be all Pollyanna about everything and not talk about difficult things, but unless I can honestly say and believe that adding my voice and opinion to the mix will benefit you or anybody else who hears, I won't tackle something. I won't tackle something just because everybody else is tackling it. And maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe... Maybe I should add my opinion to things, but until I feel I have thought enough about something, is it really that important for you to tell everybody everything you think? I was at the grocery store once and I was checking out and there was an election coming up, a presidential election. And the guy who was checking checking me out, the guy who was checking out my groceries, <laughs> he went off about a particular presidential candidate who I was supporting and he was just going off on this candidate. And I said, I am a patron of this grocery store. I'm giving money to this establishment. You are representing this store and your opinion is not my opinion. And it's inappropriate for you to be sharing your opinion right now. He was stunned, but it's like this idea of, Everybody can be their own talk show host had permeated his life. And the truth is, what I believe about everything doesn't matter. I'm not even sure that everything I believe is accurate. And though, if sharing my thoughts and opinions on different topical news stories can help you and me to think more deeply, I'm willing to dive in every once in a while and take the risk of even being wrong, but expressing things passionately, if you can cordially respond, if you think I'm wrong. I'm not afraid of being wrong. I am disturbed by a lack of civil discourse, uh, people feeling like Um, because they have a right to free speech, that they have to fill up all the space with their voice, dogmatically expressing things and implying that you're an idiot if you don't agree with them. That bothers me and I don't want to be that way. But at the same time, I'm not afraid of being passionate about things that I feel strongly about. And so hashtag thanks for listening to me with my very strong opinion about having a very strong opinion. (laughs) I want you to know that if you do hear me expressing passionately things on this show, it is not without thought. And always I am open to hearing your side, another side, different thoughts, deeper thoughts. Um, I'm not afraid of conversation and I'm not afraid of being challenged. Just please know that I respect your time. And if I am going to express things passionately, it's because I feel passionately and feel like it's appropriate, not just because, hey, I have a microphone, so everybody should listen to me because I'm right about everything. No. Okay, that took a lot of words to get all of that off my chest, but it is off now. So we can move on. Uh, It has been raining and raining for weeks now. 
in Oklahoma and Texas and parts of Arkansas. It is tragic. 400 homes lost. So hard to even comprehend one home being washed away by a river, but 400 homes in Wimberley and San Marcos. Uh, The last I heard, four people have lost their life and 12 were missing last time I checked. I just checked the Red Cross site and they are looking for people who can help in Texas. They need more volunteers. So that is something that you can do, maybe supporting the Red Cross financially, or if you are able, just going down and trying to help them with the recovery. It's a really difficult time. I know that if you don't live in that area, sometimes if you don't watch the news, you don't know things that are going on. So I just wanted to pass that along to you so you could pray or support or go. And if you are in that area, just know that we're praying for you. And I'm so sorry that you're going through that. Uh, Where I am in Denver, we've had so much rain, but not the bad flooding. I I feel bad because we've been complaining so much about not having sunshine. And here all these other people have been going through much worse situations than us. Um, But my friend Julie Thomas from Women Who Believe is here. And she does not like all the rain because her windshield wipers on her ancient Suburban have been out for a long time. And so it's kind of a big um, hassle not to have windshield wipers. And it's actually a very simple fix. It's just a matter of me going to get the dumb part. But she's been saying that for two or three weeks during the torrential rains. I found myself today in downtown Denver and I could see that the storm was coming in. And I was with my daughter and I knew we needed to get rolling. And so we got in the car and we headed out towards our home. And as we were going along the the freeway, it started to rain. And I had forgotten that I didn't have windshield wipers that worked at the time. And so my daughter said, um, Mom, uh, we need to pull over so we can put that fuse in. And bless her heart, I appreciate my, my 10-year-old trying to keep me straight. So it started to rain pretty good on, on the interstate. And so we pulled over. And I tried to get it under like an overpass to to be able to be where it wasn't raining, but I, it was it was too narrow. And because the cars are just whipping past and, and it's rainy and everything, I, I just I couldn't do it. So, do you have to get out of the car to put the fuse in? No, but it's on the side. I have to open my door. I just ha- I have to open my door, so I have to stick my head out. Oh. And so I'm going to get rained on, and I you know I don't want my there's my, cars whizzing. I, by. I don't want my door to rip off. Yeah. And so I had to move up out from underneath the overpass and get to a wider space. And so everything inside of me just wanted to just wanted to freeze. I just wanted to sit there and just wait until the but. I, I couldn't. I couldn't because my daughter's sitting there and she's just waiting. She's looking to me to be brave in that moment. And so I I figured it out, figured out how to get the flashlight on my phone so I could see what in the world I was doing. Got that fuse put in and the and the windshield wiper started going and at that very moment as we started driving again, it started pouring buckets and it started hailing and she got so scared. She got so scared. And she said, Mom, we got it. We got to stop. We can't go. And you could tell that she was just getting so scared. Were the windshield wipers working now? Yes. Yes, yes they were and, working. But she, it was just now there's like was, an added component yeah. of fear because it was a really a bad storm yeah, today. Yeah, it was. It was really bad. And everything inside of me was was frustrated about the fact that I hadn't taken care of this and, and that we just hadn't hadn't done this. And it was super simple. But I was I was stuck in the middle of this and I just had to I had to be brave for her. And so I just had to remind her, honey, it's okay. We just got to keep driving because I, I just had to just believe on behalf of both of us that we could get through this. So so being brave 
is something that Julie has been thinking about a lot lately. She recently had a chance to speak at her church on Mother's Day, and the idea of being brave is what came to her. And so as we pivot into summer and have this brand new fresh season for us to hopefully get some time to go on vacation and have some time with family and friends and just enjoy some hopefully non-rainy weather eventually, that we would be looking for opportunities to be brave. I don't know where you're at. Maybe you are coming out of a season that's been amazing and you're celebrating if you've had graduations or, or maybe just different things going on in your own life where it's just been incredible, but maybe you've just come out of a season that's just been intense. And that's the great thing about a new season is you've got a, just a brand new slate. It's like a clean whiteboard that you just get to to decide how, how are we going to do this next season? And I want to I want to present to us over the next few weeks this one question. What would it look like to live your life brave? Not in such a way where you are afraid of what's going on in your life at this very moment, but right now in your life where you're standing today, wherever that may be, what does it look like to live brave? And we are going to look at specifically the supernaturally orchestrated life of this little sweet orphan Jewish girl named Esther. Oh, I love it. I love talking about Esther. She was beautiful and she was the chosen one and she was Jewish and they didn't know that. And that came into play to save the entire Jewish Jewish race. Should we all read Esther this week? Because I haven't read that in a couple of years. You know, just read the book of Esther. Should we all do that? Yeah, I think that'd be amazing. It's a really short book. It's just, it's right before Psalms. It's it's right tucked in there. It's an incredible story. It's full of drama. It's got a villain. It's yeah. got heroes. It's just mm-hmm. got everything. Like you, like as our, as our pastor said, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> it's got a good ending. A- and there's this moment where she has to be super brave. Like she could die. Like there's a good chance that she will die and that all of her people are going to die and it all comes back to her. So when we talk about being brave, I like that Julie's brought up this word because it's a good word, right? brave. It has all kinds of positive stuff all around it. So asking us to be brave makes my brain tingle in a nice way. Because <laughs> I want to be brave. I know, because a lot of times we don't live a life that requires a lot of a lot of times it doesn't require us to be brave. We live probably pretty predictable lives. Get up in the morning, take care of the family, make some dinner, wash a few loads of laundry, go to bed, wake up the next morning and hit repeat. It's kind of like Groundhog's Day. You know, you just you just kind of do the same old, same old. It's kind of what you do. I love that movie. I know. But that's kind of what we do, right? We just kind of live the same life day in, day out. And there's not many opportunities that, that require us to maybe step up and be brave. However, I want to suggest to you that we are the most fully alive when we are living bravely. Okay, when I think about being brave, I think about being scared, because usually you don't have to be brave unless your windshield wipers go out on the interstate in a rainstorm, or unless you're a Jewish princess who just finds out all the Jews are going to be killed, and you have to walk into the king. Or like, like for me, like, When I thought about starting Life with Lisa Williams, there was a weekend that Julie can attest to where I said, I'm not going to do this. Never mind. We're backing up like a couple weeks before we we told everybody that we were going to do it. And I had to have a moment of being brave 
You, you see what I'm saying? It's like to be brave means that you have to step out of the boat and walk on the water when Jesus says, come. I mean, you stay on the boat. You don't have to be brave. It's so easy sometimes to just stay in that predictable life, stay close to shore, stay close to what we know, because that's where it's safe. But I think so oftentimes Jesus has such a specific call in our life and he asks us to get out of the boat, come away from the shore and be with me. And so we're over the next few weeks, we're going to look at some of these ways that we can live brave in our lives. We're going to look at three different things. We're going to look at this first principle that, that I'm taking straight out of the book of Esther. And that is this, that there is a purpose for your place. Whatever your place is, whatever you have found yourself doing, the people that you are with, you are not there by accident. If you woke up today, if you are listening to us, there is a reason that God has you alive. There is a reason that God has put you on this planet and he has you in your place for a purpose. The second thing we're going to look at is that spending time in his presence is going to help you understand what that purpose is. Only when we spend time in his presence do we really fully understand what his purpose for our life is. It takes us back to that verse that we looked at a couple weeks ago. When you seek me, you'll find me because you're searching for me with all your heart. And that's where his presence is at is when we are spending time with him. And it's only when we're spending time with him that we begin to understand what our purpose is. And so then our third principle that we're going to look at, oh my word, when we know that and when God has revealed that to us, whatever that means for us to be brave in our lives, whether it's to step out in faith or, or to take a risk or to have a conversation or to share your faith or to take that job or to do whatever it is that God has called you to do, then do it and do it with passion. I think if there's one thing that you and I, Lisa, would want people to do is that if you know that God is calling you to do something, then let's do it, right? Yeah, if there's a God and he has a purpose for you and he has a voice and he can speak and he's the same God who split the Red Sea and he's the same God who raised Jesus from the dead, yeah, if that God exists and he does, then we have to have passion. I mean, it, it doesn't even make sense to say you believe in God and then not live with passion. It doesn't even make sense to me. I just recently had a birthday and I looked at my husband. And I said, I get one shot. I get one shot at this age. I'm not going to get a do-over on this year. I, I want to live it with intentionality. I had a really good friend of mine send me a bracelet and on it, it says, live each day intentionally. And I think if I were to sit down with you, you would say, I want that. I so want that. I want to live my life intentionally. Let's do that together. Let's spend the beginning of this new season while we still have a clean slate and we've got just a clear page that we can write anything on for the next few weeks of this summer and let's live our lives bravely. Okay, Julie Thomas from Women Who Believe is asking us to be brave as we enter into this summer season. So I know in my personal life, I have many opportunities to be brave right now with different things that I'm facing. So this is a timely word for me. And maybe for you too, we would love to hear from you if you want to come to womenwhobelieve.com and share your story or your comments or your thoughts, or you can always come to lifewithlisawilliams.com. Hey, speaking of brave, thank you to Giovanna Nelson for being on yesterday's Memorial Day show. I've thought about you so many times since yesterday, and I just think you are brave, and I, I'm just so glad to know you. 
Thank you for being on the show. Thank you to everybody who's on the Team Lisa email list. I love being able to reach out to you at least once a week. And if you're not on that list, please come sign up at lifewithlisawilliams.com. And a big heartfelt thanks to Paul Goldsmith, who's the executive producer of Life with Lisa Williams. I couldn't do it without you. Hashtag thanks for listening.